one um, experience I had when I was meditating, I was in a dark room and there was, and I was just surrounded by walls and I was scared. And I'm like, where I am, where am I? And they're like, you're not there yet. And that freaked me out. <laughs> you know, they were like, you have to create it, Nicole. You know, you create this life, you know, we're not here to give you the lottery numbers. We're not here to, you know, show you where, where the, where the money is and, you know, in, in the forest buried by a bank robber. That's not what we're here for. We're here to help you tap into your purpose and your authentic self. Welcome to the Way of the Healer Conversations for Change podcast. I'm your host, Darieth Chisholm. Here, you'll meet some of the world's most extraordinary thought leaders and experts, iconic artists and creators, top performing athletes, successful entrepreneurs, philanthropists, spiritual teachers, shamans, healers, and many, many more. They sit with me, an Emmy award-winning TV host and former news anchor turned filmmaker and life and business coach for some powerful conversations for change. What are these conversations about? Healing. Healing. Healing all aspects of our mind, body, soul, spirit, this planet, each other, and the systems and structures we're currently living in. You'll learn about topics like plant medicine and psychedelics, spirituality, conscious entrepreneurship, conscious communication, the new earth, quantum leaping, multidimensional living, pleasure, play, and sexuality, breath work, sound healing, food and supplements, and ah, there's just so much. You're just going to need to subscribe to the channel and listen. Come with me now behind the curtain to get the backstory on how and why these remarkable people heal themselves and others, how they lead, what makes them tick, what lights them up, gets them down, keeps them going, and what they believe is the way of the healer. So let's go. You ever have that feeling or situation when you meet someone for the first time and you feel like you have known them forever? I mean, your conversation just goes on and on and you're like, ah, this person was a complete stranger and now I call them a friend or someone that I know more deeply. Well, that was my experience with Nicole Williams. We were originally uh, initially introduced to one another through one of my producers from my documentary, The Way of the Healer. And I thought I was going to be speaking with Nicole primarily about her plant medicine experiences and her work in the LGBTQIA plus communities. And lo and behold, I found out her fascinating backstory and more of what she came here to do. And so as a brief introduction, let me tell you a little bit more about Nicole. She is the CEO of Set Life Images, and she's at the forefront of building a very successful brand and marketing agency where she works with various different clients. But check this out. Nicole has received a proclamation from the city of Las Vegas and several leading politicians declaring a special day in recognition in Las Vegas of Set Life. And so it's called Set Life Images Day. 
The governor and senators defined that event as the first urban, diverse, and heterosexual, inclusive Las Vegas Pride block party of its kind in Southern Nevada. Nicole also is currently producing the 2023 annual Vegas Urban Pride Festival, and she also devotes a lot of her time and resources to supporting those in the LGBTQIA plus communities around uh, various different issues as part of her Social Influence Foundation and BIPOC Voices, which includes a job fair and various other community events. What I'm discovering about Nicole is that she truly leads from a very intuitive place and dimension that she tells me that she discovered in her plant medicine ceremonies. And she also says that she is frequently in touch with angels and spirit guides, and she's learned to channel those in support of helping her clients become highly successful. So we'll dive into that and so much more on this upcoming episode. So thanks for being with us. Sit back and take a listen. Plant medicine, psychedelics, and cannabis have really helped me deepen my meditation practice and morning routine. And while you don't necessarily need our plant natural allies to assist you in meditation, I find that with meditation, I'm able to have more clarity, direction, purpose, and allow divine guidance and wisdom to flow through me. Stillness and quieting the mind allows you to access more of who and what you truly are. And that's where you can activate more creative expression and fulfillment of your dreams. As a gift to you, my friends, I've designed a special high frequency activation to help you encode, embrace, and elevate your consciousness to ignite your creativity and passion. It's free and available for a limited time. Go to dariath.com forward slash meditations to receive a guided meditation series with journal prompts and attuned high frequency sound waves. That's dariath.com forward slash meditations. Hello, 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 my friends. So hello. To have you here with me, Nicole, and all of our guests who are watching and listening from around the world. Thank you so much for being a part of this special episode of Conversations for Change, The Way of a Healer. Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much, Darius. I'm so happy to be here and wow. to share my, my journey. <laughs> uh, and what an exquisite and beautiful journey it is. And we're so grateful that you said yes to this opportunity. So lots to dive into uh, today. And so many questions that I have for you and conversations that I believe that we can we can ultimately have and share. But I'm really curious to know, and, and, and uh, your answer to this will be profound, I, I think, in any particular way. But it feels to me like the best way to start this off is to ask the question about why do you think um, when people connect for the first time, in some instances, that some people have a really deep connection in, in those first few words and those first conversations? What is it about that? If you've experienced that, and I know that you have, that makes that so special. Um, well, even before experiencing anything, just knowing what I was getting ready to experience, this overwhelming joy came over me like um, I was going home and I was getting ready to, to, to meet my friends and people that um, I've connected with before. And um, even though I didn't understand it, I felt 
so excited and happy um, and was not afraid. It felt very just um, normal or comfortable, like familiar. And are you speaking about your first opportunity when you sat with plant medicine the first time or when you are walking into a particular circle or when you're meeting someone for the first time? Oh, I was talking about my experience um, with first time with plant medicine, uh, but it's the same feeling, though, when you meet people energetically, you know, um, a lot of people like to use the word energy. Um, I'm a believer of synergy. Uh, like-minded people connecting um, and having that feeling of that you've known each other or there's there's a deeper connection of a relation and again it's just that that fuzzy feeling that you you feel inside that you can be comfortable or be yourself in that in that moment beautiful beautiful and I, I appreciate you uh explaining that in the sense the sense they're all one and the same right like and yes um it very much even like as i described um in our in my setup and introduction of you that that my first conversation with you felt very much like i'm like i know her we yeah, right? <laughs> like where did she come from and it was just like so divinely timed that we could have been yes. talking for hours right and so my you, you you set up literally the part of the conversation that um that i really wanted to begin with is is your experience with plant medicine and you point out like that first experience <laughs> that first coming into the space felt very much like coming home what is that and, and describe that for us i would say it was my inner child that came out a lot of times that's a lot of um, what people um, have a problem processing in life is that your inner child, childhood trauma. But at that very moment, I felt the little girl in me super excited, like I was getting ready to go to Disneyland. Like my mom and dad were like, get in the car, it's time to go have some fun, you know? Um, but it just a sense of just like, just not having a care in the world, not thinking, not worrying, not being adult. It just felt, I was just excited. Yeah. And any fear coming up? I mean, most people have questions, fear, concern. Um, I mean, obviously excitement, the inner child coming up, but, but honestly, where there's some things that you're like, oh my God, what am I about to do? Oh, I don't even know these people. I don't know what to expect. Um, honestly, no. Um, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. So, you know, I tend to do my research before I do anything. So I mentally prepared for what would or could happen. Um, and it's one of those things you just cannot prepare for, you, you know, each and every time you attend meditations and um, circles, um, you just never know what to expect. You can go in with one intention and come out receiving a whole other thing that was deeply rooted in you that you didn't know. So just over the years, um, I've just learned not to have any expectations. I think maybe once or twice I got, you know, a little scared because I was worrying, I had doubt, I was going in with a clouded headspace. When I don't go in cleansed or feeling like um, I prepared and I'm going in with worry and doubt, that's what worries me because I wanna go into a space to where my intentions of why while I'm sitting um, are met and I don't want it to be clouded with the ways of the world or my, my uh, you know, worldly problems or things like that to get in the way. I definitely always like to make sure I'm going with an, um, an intention of a spiritual, clean, um, clear um, connection.
Yeah, preparation is hugely important. Yes. I should note that we will put in the show notes page as well as on this, the bottom of this YouTube video, a couple of links about how to prepare for your plant medicine ceremony, as well as um, how to begin the entire process and some steps to do. So you'll find a free guide linked to this video if in fact this is the first time and you're in consideration for plant medicine. So tell me what was your first uh, master teacher that you sat with and how long ago was that? It was in 2014. And um, I sat for two days. So I did uh, the whole weekend. Um, I had uh, family members that uh, came with me uh, just to uh, make sure I was protected. Um, they were worried and wanted to make sure I was okay, which was which was fine. Um, the first um, it it was indescribable. I, I would say like the visions were very clear. Um, it was scary. Was the first time. Yes. Okay. It was very, um, I was afraid. I remember, I, I remember it was the first day of the first energy that I seen and, um, it made me nervous and, um, in preparation, as they say, you make sure that is a meditation. You breathe, you, you breathe and you just relax and you focus. Um, and it was just very overwhelming, um, to, um, the visions that I had, the, um, what I was writing, I just had the need to write and write messages to myself. And I wrote like a whole journal book that night filled. You would think that you're, I can't even write like that. Like my hand would have cramped, you know? Um, but that evening I was able to write a full journal of notes and guidance just from, um, my spirit guides, my intuition, just, um, thoughts um, from the music. Uh, it was very beautiful. The music, uh, it guides you through the meditation. So trusting your shaman uh, to lead the ceremony. Yeah. Uh, um, Peruvian muse, uh, music um, and uh, some spiritual chants. Um, I'm really bad with the name, so I don't want to badger them. You know, I'm like one of those, you know, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm like, you know, I don't say things all the right way. But um, I know um, Kuliani, believe, you know, um, and um, hummingbird. Hummingbirds always come to me now, you know, because they're deeply connected with the medicine. But it was just a very um, just overwhelming experience of, all the things that were going in my head, I couldn't focus because mm. so much was going on and so many things and um, beings were wanting to connect and talk to me. I just, it was like a party though. I wasn't, I wasn't sick or anything like that. I just embraced the moments that I was having the weekend. It is, it's infallible, infallible. It's so hard to put words to experience. Um, and yet it's so profound and um, it's, it leaves you, I can, I should say can, um, because everyone's experience is different. And even the tagline of my documentary, The Way of the Healer is no journey is the same because no journey is. That right? is, you got that right. You, <laughs> no journey do you know what's going, what's going to happen. And that's the, 
I think that's the adventurous side of me, you know, um, you learn to go in with zero expectation. And I think that plays into life to where you can't have any expectations. So I feel like there's some duality on how to approach life um, here um, in the physical and in the spiritual. You have to go in, breathe, and just go with the flow on both sides. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, this, this emergence of the energy for which many people are searching for conduits to bring them to higher states of consciousness and this so-called awakening that many people are, are experiencing. And, and we know that plant medicine is, is a vehicle. There are lots of vehicles to getting there, right? Mm-hmm. Meditation, breath work, channeling, sound work. You know, it, you can pick your modality. Uh, I happen mm-hmm. to think plant medicine is fast and it gets you there. Uh, <laughs> or not. Sometimes it can lead, or you not. can come out like, yeah, what just happened? Right. I've had or those not. moments too. <laughs> exactly, or not, because no journey is the same. But the point right. I make, or actually the question that I'm 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 leading into is, um, this this thing that I'm seeing happen, which is people are like, I'm going to check this off of my bucket list. This will be the thing that I did that I went to Peru or the jungle yeah. or wherever, and I did ayahuasca or wachuma or any of or the other master plant medicines. And they have one experience, whether it's good or bad or indifferent or whatever. What is your feeling about the one, one experience? And it could just be one. See, that's it. It's like, there's no right or wrong and there's no judgment here. And I, this is, I'm not asking the question for us to judge and decide for someone else, but you've been at this now nearly 10 years. So what are you finding that in your continual um, relationship with plant medicine that you have received out of more than just one visit with plant medicine? Um, I would say, um, be careful what you ask for, you know, um, the one thing that we do in preparation, you know, you take, it takes a week with the fasting and clearing your mind, no social media, no talking to people, being positive and just focusing on your intention. Um, you know, the preparation for it before you actually partake in the ceremony commences is setting your attention um, and being very concise using three words, you know, and not running on in a sentence and getting caught up in, you know, something else um, and worry and doubt. And you have to be careful what you ask for. And there was one time I had asked to see my truth and um I want to, it was like, I want, I asked, uh, I set my intentions to see my truth and ask what my future looked like. And I'll never forget that um, one um, experience I had when I was meditating, I was in a dark room and there was, and I was just surrounded by walls and I was scared. And I'm like, where I am, where am I? And they're like, you're not there yet. And that freaked me out. <laughs> you know, they were like, you have to create it, Nicole. You know, you create this life. You know, we're not here to give you the lottery numbers. We're not here to, you know, show you where, where, the, where the money is and, you know, in, in the forest buried by a bank robber. That's not what we're here for. We're here to help you tap into your purpose and your authentic self. So at that very moment, as my ego took over to ask such a bold question, 
And what the answer I was looking for was something of like, what do I need to do next? Instead of understanding life as a process of experiences, I realized in that very moment that I am the creator of my life and whatever I'm choosing to seek and what that looks like, I have to put forth the effort and the energy and keep my, keep my intentions pure um, and um, with love when you ask. Um, and that was a frightful thing because I had, you know, I, I felt like I overstepped boundaries with um, being comfortable and thinking I could ask that, but what the intention was for me to try to get ahead and use it for that, you know, but it was a lesson I learned very quickly, you know, in that too as well. How did you begin to unpack that after that first experience and this, this awareness that you are the creator and that you asked such a blanket question, but like nothing came up and yet <laughs> everything came up. It's like, everything. talk about duality. Like what you just said was like, nothing came up. But then what you just said was like, oh yeah, that's oh. like the big aha. Now what? Right. Right. Um, it was very traumatizing. Um, it was, um, I just felt blank. I felt like I had a lot of work to do. I felt like, you know, there's life to be lived clearly. Um, and the, 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 my, my wants and needs and wishes and intentions for my personal life, you know, I had still room for growth. So it created confusion for me for a little bit um, on how I was going to get there. And me worrying about if I if I don't take this step or that step, and it kind of created some things to where now I'm nervous about which move move to make to paint this picture that I want to see, you know, in my as my future self. Um, so I felt like you know sometime like I with knowing what you know sometimes knowing too much can I feel like. Um, act as a, a negative and in, in it say like acts the opposite. Um, so dealing with that in my physical self and um, understanding uh, that um, no answer is the right or wrong answer. And you again, breathe and go with the flow. All we're saying is, is that you're gonna get there. And it took some years. Um, but now sitting in where I'm at, I do know, um, you know, I can manifest and create, but as humans, we still have fun, you know, receiving gifts, what we call them. Um, so, but I know how to deal with it more, you know, as far as getting back on track and aligning back with my purpose, if I don't feel comfortable with something, you know, and that's what I learned. Is, is there anything that you can share that you used in this process of integration that now has you with this level of awareness and understanding? Um, yes. So um, I, I do meditate. Um, some people like to meditate. That's another thing. People think that you can meditate. The only way to meditate is with your legs crossed, your hands up and you're humming. You know, you have to learn what works for you. Um, I'm a music lover by nature. Uh, so I love to listen to music and sing um, and chant when I meditate. Um, I've also developed a relationship with hape or some people call it rape um i would take it in circles uh but i've i was called to uh to build a relationship uh with the medicine um to help with my anxiety my creative process and just to help me focus and to ground myself when i get overwhelmed so i was really grateful of that gift um too as well um so i i've use that now, um, not often, only when I'm called. Um, and I practice that, only do things when I'm called to do it.
Yeah. Yeah. It's um, hape, rape, um, certainly for grounding and clearing and, um, you know, whether you're using it as part of the ceremony or even outside of it um, is I find to be a very interesting uh, shamanic snuff and the, um, the properties within the, the tobacco and the snuff itself, uh, obviously medicinal and purposes, um, are like they're they're like the tandem that that from all that I've been learning from various different um, uh, medicine holders and practitioners mm -hmm. in the space um, is is that it is also a master teacher, but one that is like a chameleon and that it's available to be used in various different ceremonies. Um, as you know, like the 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 conduit, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. with, with the with especially with emotions as people are moving through it and um, I'm fascinated with it especially because it still falls under tobacco and yet I was told by um, one of the, the the shamans that I was working with is that uh, people um, have misunderstood the power of tobacco obviously those people that are like smoking cigarettes and like that that when mm -hmm. using things like rape and hape that it has powerful medicinal purposes so that's on my radar to learn more about as well. Yeah, absolutely. It actually um, helped me to connect with um, my auto channeling um, that I do. Um, I only was able to do it in um, in circles uh, to connect with um, my higher self and um, my spirit guides and angels. Uh, but through the years, as you know, working with the medicine, uh, hape is one of the the conduits, as you say. Uh, that helps me to uh, tap into um, my spiritual gifts. So um, it, it helps me just to relax and to be able to connect uh, to as well. Did you know that beyond this podcast that I help busy entrepreneurs, storytellers, artists, creatives, and healers who might be feeling a little bit bored and burnt out and trying to figure out what to do next and what's my purpose in life, really find those answers? How? Oh, I say it's through shifting. It's just a matter of shifting your vibration and your frequency to higher states of consciousness and awareness in order to find the answers and live the life that we truly desire to live. So if you want to become a deliberate, conscious creator who is enjoying the creations and the manifestations that you are experiencing in life, then I invite you to be a part of a very special five-week intensive. You can get all the details at dariuth.com forward slash shift to learn more. You can experience wholeness, personal freedom, expanded states of creativity, confidence and flow while achieving your goals and flourishing in your unique gifts and talents. After this podcast episode, please head over to dariuth.com forward slash shift to learn more about it. I'm looking forward to talking about your relationship with your spirit guides and angels. And oh my God, they are my, they, I'm on their nerves. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, boom, 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 right? Yes. <laughs> I want to get into that as well as channeling because I love the conversations around channeling. We'll do that, but I want to at least bring people back around so they understand like your your relationship with with plant medicine and um, and these sacred sacraments and how even after you integrated and, and learned to work with it, that in in many ways it has 
if I remember correctly from our initial conversation, that it really has allowed you to fully open and express yourself in a variety of different ways to support your various communities, as well as your dreams and goals and desires. Like it, it like put you on the fast track to being able to implement what was occurring in your ceremonies or the 5D or wherever you want to call that and really proportionately step into a more, a more fuller version of yourself in this, this 3D reality and all the stuff and things that we have to do. So tell us about that and how it has impacted your life. Oh, it's changed my life. I, I am just so grateful. Like, um, I will say that, you know, with my writing and uh, channeling, uh, my angels would warn me, you know, about people, you know, if they felt harm or if it was going to take me too far off my track, you know, they would say, hey, you might not want to do X, Y, Z and, you know, give me that soft warning. Um, but it it has helped me to be a visionary. Um, it's helped me to uh, foresee um, how things can develop in, in its entirety. Uh, I work with a lot of different businesses and, um, oh my gosh, one thing, <laughs> one thing, um, that it has helped me to be able to do is connect with my clients. Um, I can see the person's full potential of their idea and their purpose and what they're striving to do. I can feel their heart. I can feel their passion and I can spell it out for them. Even if they're not all there to that future self. So it's really assisted me to provide um, sound, clear, um, loving guidance from their angels um, and what their hearts truly desire to how um, to reach that um, that goal or you know that what they're looking to reach, whether or not they do it, whether or not they move forward with the plan. But I'm my gift is that I'm able to write out a full length plan um, on any business, uh, give insight guidance on what that looks like um, in one session and wow. uh, break so, that down. Yeah. So if I hear you, then what you're saying is that you, you've you been able to uh, really magnify the gifts that you have um, now through working with plant medicine, it allows you to, to succinctly be able to, and efficiently be able to, to write um, what's coming through to you to serve a client. Correct. Mm. And just as always, as a little girl, I've always had a huge imagination, you know, um, you know, if I, if, if we're saying we're going to do an event, I'm doing a festival. And then, you know, and then the other part of that is that I just keep going, going and going and going, going, because I can foresee what it could look like and guide, guide, you know, guide on how to, how to get there, you know, but now it's knowing the timing and what, you know, if it's in the time frame, because, you know, time is an illusion. Um, but it has really definitely assisted me uh, to assist people, um, personally and in business, some people know um, about my 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 spiritual journey um, and contact me for that specific guidance. And some people don't, um, but I I do use it for the intent of love and to uh, providing the most sound advice I can for somebody uh, to reach their higher self and whatever that looks like for them. Yeah, yeah, and really also um, coming using your voice. 
uh, in an octave, in a range that has verbalized and vocalized the needs of the BIPOC community, LGBTQIA plus communities in, uh, in Las Vegas in particular, but worldwide as well. And I find that um, it's, it's beautiful, but I'm, I'm witnessing what you have been able to do uh, in circles that up until this time have not necessarily had the capacity to have this um, much awareness be brought into certain communities. And you are doing that through your festival, through your um, um, BIPOC week. Just tell us all about those various, the jobs, <laughs> so many things that you're-, you're Yes, I do. Um, and you know, um, and the one, one thing is, is like, you know, and I'll share and um, I'm happy to share this because it's really deeply in my heart. Um, I didn't know um, I was, you know, a lesbian um, or, you know, actually an active member of the community until three years ago, you know? Um, and I found myself within the community um, by producing my festival. And I was nervous before, you know, um, with producing this festival, but it came to me in ceremony and said, this is my purpose. This is what, this is what I'm here for. And as tough as it may get sometimes creating um, an urban cultural festival in the city of Las Vegas, <laughs> Um, where um, Black and, you know, Latin entertainment, hip-hop urban entertainment is not widely known on this level, especially in the LGBTQ community, um, it's definitely been a challenge, you know, but knowing this is my purpose, I won't give up. And that's the other gift that I can say, like when messages come from um, my angels and come from Circle, I, I don't hear it lightly, you know, um, I stay with it because I want to, and I know this is where I belong, um, but it has definitely helped me to impact the community um, on the needs, you know, outside of the party and the festivals. Um, I establish different community workshops and wellness centers and job fairs and create spaces that have not existed and sometimes don't even exist in the country um, and on a whole. Um, and I'm working to create that to where uh, people in the LGBTQ community outside the DNI inclusive, you know, departments and corporations have their own space to be able to come to meet, network, greet with uh, other young LGBTQ professionals um, that aren't, you know, maybe that have the doctorate degrees and, you know, small businesses, people that might not have an opportunity, people that might have not have families or homes or people that support them. This platform I'm creating is come as you are, even if you're gay or straight, just come with no judgment, with love in your heart to connect and meet authentic people. Yeah, what a beautiful thing. And as I, if I re recall correctly that you pointed out that the your urban festival, uh, urban pride festival is is the largest of its kind in the U.S. Is that correct? It's not. I'm getting there. I'm in my fifth year. Uh, House of Vegas Pride is um, known here in Las Vegas. It's the first of its kind in the city of Las Vegas to be reaching the magnitude that it has. Um, Atlanta holds the key to uh, Black Pride. So. 
um, but which I have been able to build beautiful connections with the urban Black Pride community across the country um, and building a coalition of people and, and bringing us all together. Uh, we're a small but mighty community, but working together to find the resources and assist each other so that we can grow our festivals um, on the level of some of the mega festivals that you see in San Francisco and New York. Um, there is a greater purpose. You know, we're, we're Black women-owned businesses there are resources out there and um, sometimes they don't always come to us. So we're on a hunt and a mission to make sure that it's pouring directly back into our community um, that we are from, you know, that um, although we support all uh, prides and organizations and things of that nature, uh, there's nothing like a connection when you're homegrown, yeah. you well, know. Yeah. And I received to be in um, the spirit of, of correction. So thank you for that. Uh, I'll also remain in the uh, spirit of uh, calling it out and declaring it for you. So how about that? Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And it must take a great deal of courage. Like we're not just talking about courage because one decides that they want to speak openly uh, and honestly about their sexuality or gender or preferences in life and whether they're gay, straight, lesbian, or what have you, but then to also be able to cultivate a community that equally wants to be as expressive. And um, and and as you point out, it, 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 the community, the core is that, but we welcome everybody. Like it takes love and love is so unconditional mm -hmm. that it's not about really separating in our own corners, but coming together. Absolutely. And I even I even stress that in, in, in my community, you know, it's it's always good to have your inclusive events and things of a nature for the community. But it's also very important to bring everybody together, especially in the black community. Um, I, I did some advocating and some protesting back. God rest his soul, George Floyd, uh, when his life was taken to uh, from him. And um, I, I did protesting to bring uh, the LGBTQ community together with uh, black organizations um, that lives are being lost, not only just um, on both sides, not looking if you're gay or straight, but in the, the black trans community are dying, if not at a really rapid pace, you know, as well. And if we were to combine both of those numbers together of the, of the hate that happens in our community in a whole, it would be an uh, epidemic or a pandemic, as if you will, you know. Yeah. Um, and I and I strive to fight that for that message. Um, it did get exhausting, so I really kind of scale back on being so, you know, in your face with the political. I, I sat on some boards for some networks and different organizations that focused on more of a justice economic platform. But now I I create the message in a different way. But it is an issue, and um, I do still work um, to bring our community together. I love the city of Las Vegas. I grew up here. Um, I love the people in my community on both sides, and we are working to bring the communities together. Um, and I'm happy of their support for for the things that I'm doing here in in Vegas. Um, and not shunning me out. Um, but it does get a little hard and taxing sometimes, especially when message comes from spirit and you know it's coming from a greater good and people don't understand why you're doing certain things. And, you know, they're like, you're crazy. You're, you don't know what you're, you're nuts. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, there's a method to my madness, if you know, Bill, but I stick to my plan and my purpose. And I just put on my my cloak and I, I, I know it's gonna come out the process. I trust it. I trust it with all my heart and I just, I just move forward. 
Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so beautiful. I call it a method to your magic. And uh, <gasps> I like that. Yeah. I'm going to start <laughs> saying that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and I've met some incredibly um, bold and courageous people who, who come to this space uh, of, of plant medicine and this desire to really uh, step into a larger container in life and, 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 and seek uh, to be um, propelling people in, in a different way, like really helping to, to be attuned to where humanity is moving right now. And they're doing some awesome things. And so many of them contributed to their use of plant medicine. Like I, it just, it, it's like you, 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 you go in and you might have these like selfish or, or selfish is probably a judgmental role, word, but you go in and you have these ideas of like, I want to learn this. I want to do this. And I want to do it. And you come out. And then on the other end, you find yourself like totally disrupting the old paradigm and stepping into a new bold way of being that at the end of it, comes down to how do we love ourselves? How do we love each other? How do we produce? Um, how do we, 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 we show love in more varying different ways? And that is at least what I interpret when I see this, when I hear people talk and I, and I, and I come to look at how the trajectory of their life changed simply by being with one of the plant men and opening up and following the guidance that was coming through. And then all of a sudden they're doing things like having, you know, these massive festivals and changes and philanthropic things. And it's like, whoa, you know, and then they're <laughs> saying to themselves, like, I don't know, it was, it, there was some, method right. Magic, right? right. Like, I don't know, like, you know, you trust the process, but you know, um, and, and saying all that, it comes down to your inner core work. Uh, and, and people that are called to the medicine, um, you you can't you 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 can't be afraid. You can't hold in. And Mother Aya is very protective of the circle. Um, I had an experience. This girl, I felt called to tell her about it because she was talking about it, and she literally um, closed the door right in front of me when she didn't even realize that I you know I could connect her to some people that can help her. But her but she was saying, oh I. I just needed and I just wanted and and I was just like whoa you know and it just completely changed the whole narrative of the conversation wasn't coming from a space of healing and love you know um she wasn't ready but she's she eventually she will be yeah. you know um but it's it's that protection that I love uh with that inner core work um that you're able to do in a space um with people that can understand um where you're coming from and be supportive. What are some of the examples of inner core work that you might um, encourage people to do? Well, writing for me is, is really good. Um, sitting with yourself and just writing down, um, not a pros and cons, but just being truthful with yourself. You know, what do you want out of life? You know, what is your heart's desire? You know, what, what do you have in your life that you don't choose to have? You know, how do you plan to change that? You know, putting together a plan on how to live in your purpose in your life instead of just talking about it, write it down, um, see it, feel it, 
and learn how to express it um, in ways to find that other, that, that side of you that, that you feel is missing. Um, but if you would like a fast track, <laughs> um, I have uh, just to share a quick story. I used to be like 200 pounds almost five years ago. Um, and another um, medicine I was working with was combo. And that is a real inner working with your uh, nervous system. And, um, and it's intense for 20 minutes. It doesn't last as long as a, a ceremony overnight um, with ayahuasca, but um, it was the only thing out of five years, I tried everything, even like from Jenny Craig to Zumba. Um, but I went uh, to combo with obviously a workout plan. And I set my intention not to lose weight, but to release weight. The other thing is your words, how you choose your words are very important. When I say don't talk, don't know the words, you, you have to be careful what you say. You know, some people are very powerful with their words and don't even realize it that, you know, if they switch how they speak, it can literally change their lives. So I went and I chose to say, I would like to release my weight. Six months later, I'm down to 153 pounds with my workout plan. Mm. And I feel like there was inside of me um, things that I wasn't choosing to let go. And as they say, how stress and anxiety and worry causes weight gain or weight loss. The same thing with that, with those inner feelings and things that you hold on to that you can't let go um, can hold you down and can hold weight on you. And you have to learn how to release those. And it's just step-by-step by learning how to deal with things um, in a process and not trying to have an overnight success plan. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah, yeah. there's this beautiful way of coming to accept and embrace and be gentle with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can literally be the ultimate um, the ultimate expression because beyond that we're always looking and grabbing and wanting to do more things when if when we choose to just release what's already there instead of packing something else on right or running away from it a lot of people choose to run away I tell people oh I want to move why you're going to create the same situation you know but just in a different manner you know uh, you have to learn to work through your process and deal with that inner core work on those those traumas that you have so that you can release and and move forward and that it took me a while you know I, I cleared out a lot of stuff the first six years you know to get to my authentic self uh, to be able to move in a more freely space. There was a lot of stuff I had to clear out. I'm no different from anybody else, but I chose to stick with it. And I chose to deal with my own stuff. And, um, you know, and, I, and I'm grateful for it. And I, I would tell anybody, don't run, you know, you got to be strong. Yeah, I want to get into your, your angels guides and your spirit mm-hmm. guides in a minute and channeling, uh, but to just kind of round out the conversation around um, you know, being in ceremony uh, with any plant medicine, right? And and really like what it means to fully integrate. And then perhaps even some of the, um, the, the, the challenges uh, that people might experience and or any guidance that you might offer to them around integrating after the experience in the weeks and the months and the years to follow. Well, the beautiful thing about... Um 
meditations that I attend, uh, they do offer integration circles like two weeks after to dial in. Uh, so if you do decide uh, to partake on the journey of um, experiencing plant medicine for healing, um, develop a support group. If it's, you know, the, the people that you're attending when if you feel guided to that you connect it with somebody or um, YouTubes, you know, learning about what you've just experienced, you know, there's nothing wrong with going, you know, popping on YouTube and, um, and hearing some other people's stories or getting some guidance, um, stepping more into meditation, changing your eating habits. Sometimes it's just, you know, a way of changing your life, but, um, really just connecting and keeping that uh, relationship with the people that, uh, you're experiencing, you know, the same things with, because they are, they can relate and they're able to dial in with you versus somebody that doesn't know, um, that may not have that experience. It's going to be harder for them to process on what you're saying and how you're saying it, you know, um, and just think that you're tripping if you will. Um, but no, those, those little bits and pieces that come to you, um, from your angels, um, it's, it's guidance and it's never to hurt to harm you, but it's to show you and open you up that, okay, maybe you need to focus on this for a little bit. Yeah. And as I always say to people is to, to, as you point out, really having the opportunity to be in conversation with someone, whether it was someone that you were in ceremony with, uh, or someone who is also experienced in this and preferably, um, there are, so many integration specialists, particularly psychedelic and plant medicine integration coaches and uh, specialists that, that may or may not be therapists, but who are trained in the modality of helping people to integrate the various experiences that may arise mm -hmm. after their experience uh, with plant medicine. And that is as important as I'm coming to find not only for myself, but for, for so many people in the communities that I am in the circles that I'm in, it's like the integration piece is far more important than even the experience. It is because that's how you, you, it is sense of the entire experience. Yes. Cause sometimes you'll come out like what just happened. Mm. And it's a, it's a full, like just reality check. Maybe everything that you thought wasn't you know, um, but uh, I also like to tend uh, moon circles and sound baths, um, which always assist because it's the once you've 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 practiced with the medicine, it's always going to be in you. I mean, we produce it naturally, so um, continuing that relationship um, in some way, shape, or form because those messages will still continue to come out you out of you and your angels are always there. You just, they, they, they call for you and they'll, and they'll assist you and you just have to be open to that. They, they, they definitely come online or can come online uh, if you're more open and available and allowing to, to receive the messages. So what kinds of messages and communication are you in with your spirit guides and angels? Oh, they're like my best friends. <laughs> um, you know, it really, honestly, um, a lot of, I'm, I'm a loner, uh, naturally, you know, so a lot of times I'm in thought by myself on things or, um, having conversations on how to process or do things just, you know, with work or family or personal life. Um, they're like my cheerleaders, you know, they, they, uh, cheer me on, they, they, 
motivate me, you know, let me know that I'm doing a great job, you know? So I do like literally get messages to the point to where I feel like I feel the support. Um, I do know that I overwork my angels. Um, my shaman uh, and spiritual advisors have told me they're like this on me, <laughs> you know, trying to keep me at bay, but you know, um, they're tough on me. It's tough love. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not all like, like they're like girl if you don't get it together like right now what are you doing you know and they know it's just like everybody's angels know what you respond to mm. and I sometimes need that tough love and that push um especially with the work that I do like just to keep going you know you, you got to have tough skin and they've assisted me with having that and not um overthinking as much as I do just to just to sometimes just do it um can they, you remember can you remember your first experience when you felt as though you you were um communing uh, or communicating with your your angels and spirit guides um well outside of ceremony um I mean I've always seen um spirits uh what I called them as a little girl when I since I was a little girl um you know I've seen family members um I've I had uh, I had a, a child, a childhood angel. I had a few that would uh, visit me in my home in Massachusetts and Boston. And the earliest I can remember, I think I was age maybe six or seven. And it would be the same um, angels that would come and visit um, for different reasons. And it would be long periods of times. I used to be so scared sometimes, but there was one little boy um, that uh, didn't like for me to go outside and play. He used to want me to stay in the house. And that's where I guess where he he, he lived. Um, and um, just early on, just always being connected, even to my ancestors, you know, and, and feeling the energy around, you know, living in Boston, Massachusetts, you know, um, and in the woods and, 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 uh, and being down south and feeling your ancestors that were there before you, I tend to be very sensitive um, to those things and can feel what may have happened around um, in those different areas and different eras. Um, but at ceremony, um, it channeled, like I felt um, an energy um, enter me and then it began to write. Um, and that's where it just comes so clear that I can feel it. And that that is the angel um, that is speaking. And sometimes that I can feel your angel can channel through me and I can write and pass on messages, which I have done for many people. Um, and uh, some people can't handle the truth and they don't talk to me anymore because it's too much. So I've been learning to deal with that too as well. Um, and while this interview is so profound that I'm here right now and I thank you again, but um, it's just always been a really deep, intimate connection that I've always had. And I'm very grateful for that, that they've been so close to me. Yeah. loud warnings <laughs> and guidance. I love the beauty of channeling. And I, like many channelers, uh, believe and know that we all have the capacity to channel. Many of us are channeling without us knowing that we're doing it. Um, some of the perhaps most proficient examples of channelers are those that are in the flow or in the zone doing something and 
uh, it, it becomes effortless for them. And there's, it's as if they're in another plane or dimension, but they're here with us and doing that thing or creating mm -hmm. that thing, whether it's an art or science or technology or dance or the physical. And then of course, uh, many people can channel the expression, the vocal range, the writing range of that, which comes out um, in an entirely different way than somebody who, you know, is an artist who kind of gets this, this vision and then they're, all of a sudden they're moved to create this masterpiece that somehow they channeled through them. And as I am, am, am on this path, path of learning more about channeling and really appreciating um, the, the art and the nuances of that, what would you say uh, has been your greatest um, experiences as part of your abilities to channel? Connected back with my grandmother. Mm. I'm just, um, she passed in 2016 on my father's birthday. And um, I attended a ceremony um, maybe that, that same week um, and feeling and seeing her and her seeing her pass through and um, knowing, you know, she was okay. She passed away from cancer, but seeing that process of somebody that was hurting so much in the physical, but seeing them so beautiful and not hurting and feeling that um, and knowing she's right here with me all the time. And um, when time gets, when times get tough, um, my grandmother, is always right there. And um, knowing that when I do attend circles that um, I can call her anytime and um, talk to her. Oh, so beautiful. I, I love when, when we allow um, the, those spirits and energy to be with us, right? Like when we just open ourselves up to be with them and then um, you know, again, for, for people like you and so many others who have the capacity to, to channel not only the energy and the essence, but then to practicalize it or materialize it, I should say, by turning it into words or a message or being able to vocalize it or, or whatever form of expression it ultimately gets into our current state of reality in is, is so beautiful to witness. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You said at the very beginning um, of our conversation, before I even hit record, that um, you were like, oh, well, I'm a bit nervous about this. Like, this is the first time I'm talking about my gifts. And my I, I still am. I'm like, oh my gosh, here you we go. Like <laughs> you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm always going to commit a thousand percent, you know, um, again, it's going with the flow and you know, I'm grateful. I've been, I've been wanting to reach this point in my life. You know, it's hard, you know, um, knowing things and, and not being able to explain, you know, and whoever happens to see this video or see this interview, um, hopefully they have a better understanding than me. And I, you know, and that's something I personally would like, you know, um, that, uh, there is another side to me that I've been hiding for so long. And, um, part of the reasons for the rifts and um, in my physical life is because I'm not living in my authentic truth, you know, um, and I'm ready uh, to embrace myself completely. And I thank you 
um, for being um, that channel uh, for that. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm ready. It's, you know, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, you know, so it's nothing, you know, that I feel ashamed about. It's just, it's, I'm such a private person. It's, you know, and it's so sacred um, to me. And, and I, you know, you know, it's like your baby that let it go, but I'm, I, I, re- I definitely want to be more of a gift to the world, um, and share, um, experiences and help guide other people to fully feeling and finding their healing in their process and not beating around the bush, if you will. <laughs> I honor your truth and I appreciate your, um, willingness to be open and available and honest and raw and real with your story. It's funny, you know, I, I work with a lot of people, um, as a coach, helping them to develop their stories and use their voice and to, to speak up and to stand up. And, um, it, it is our power. Our stories are so powerful and, um, and, sometimes we kind of hold back from sharing them because we sense we we fear judgment. We're not quite sure. And yet there's something to be said that when someone is listening to it and it's like just the thing that they need to hear, it's like, it's that gift that just keeps giving. And so I, I know the challenges that it can be to be talking about uh, certain things, certain things that might be, that might seem taboo or, um, or as you point out, eh, it's just me, I'm private. I don't necessarily want to share it. And yet when you're standing on the leading edge with such a powerful story and a knowing and an awareness, um, and you find it within yourself to not only live it as you've been doing with all of your various different projects and the people that you support, but in the raw and real conversations for change like what were happening, uh, or, or that is what's happening in this conversation. Um, I'm here to truly honor you and recognize you. So thank you. Thank you so much. I want to share something really quick. As you said, use the word story. Um, one of my favorite shamans, he always would say in circle, um, if you don't like the story you're creating, just create a new one. Mm-hmm. And then one of my angels, when I was like, went to ceremony overwhelmed about life, and I, I envisioned a TV and they were like, Nicole, just change the channel. You don't like it, change the channel, you know? And something as simple as that being said, sometimes it's not so, always a deeply profound message. Change your story, change the channel. You have the power to change your situation. So um, that just had called me to share that because you, you said that, but that's one of the things he always says. Um, And it feels so deep, you know, like I can change my story if I don't like the one I'm creating. (laughs) And you're like, duh, you know, and it doesn't seem so hard at times, you know, just creates a very lighthearted way to look at life, um, to see that your problems and worries are not as big as you may think. um, If you just let go and just learn how to deal with things on a day to day. I had a microphone. I'd be dropping it. <laughs> oh, change your story. If you don't like the story the way it is, it you have the, the power to change it. What a beautiful yes. uh, to end this powerful conversation for change. Nicole, thank you so very much for all You're of you welcome. All watching and listening. All of Nicole's information, where to find her on social media, her various different projects and festivals and things that are going on are all going to be listed 
on the show notes page. And if you're watching on YouTube below this video, so I invite you to please go there. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, please do me a huge favor and subscribe to this channel. Make a comment below. We, I will be re reading all of your comments. I'm sure Nicole will venture back to this and reply to any comments. So feel free to write comments, hit the like button, subscribe <laughs> to the channel and share this with others. That means the world to me. I have so many other powerful interviews um, as well as single shows that you can watch on this channel. So please subscribe and hit the notification so you can be forewarned about every one of those that I drop each and every week. And with that, I want to invite you all to have an absolutely glorious, beautiful day. And thank you again, Nicole, so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm truly grateful. <laughs> Did you know this podcast is a part of an even larger docu-series? Yep, there's an entire documentary underway called The Way of the Healer, where I introduce you to extraordinary women from around the world who are transforming lives with the use of plant medicine and psychedelics. You can learn more about it at thewayofthehealer.com. Thanks for being a part of my day and for listening. Be sure to check out the website, thewayofthehealer.com for more details, useful tools and links, free resources and more. Disclaimer, the Way of the Healer Conversation for Change podcast and its host and guests are providing this information for educational purposes only. We do not condone nor condemn the selling, purchase, or use of any substances that are considered outside of legal acquisition or usage. We encourage discretion and safety when involving yourself or others with substances and activities that are deemed illegal by your official local government laws and agencies. It is your responsibility to research and know applicable laws.